Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Bless you. So good to have you with us. However, you're watching us today. Uh, I know this is different, but want to. Uh, say thank you for tuning in. We have many different formats that we're trying to use to get the gospel out. If you're with us on YouTube, you can feel free to comment uh, below. We got people there that will respond to you the best that we can and um, let us know where you're watching from. And uh, so hopefully this is going to be a blessing to you. Head over to Joshua 3. While you're sitting there, hopefully you're in your home. I know it's different, kids running around or whatever may be going on. Hopefully you got them sitting down and we're going to church. I think it's important that we continue to have some sort of structure, amen, in this uh, quarantine. I know the first week or so, it's kind of like a free-for-all. We're all just, you know, like on a big vacation. But now uh, we're seeing the importance of structure. And uh, I think it's important to still practice some of these things. It's still important to have bedtimes, amen, and all these other things. And one of them is church and worship. And I encourage you on Wednesday night at a Facebook that I know last Sunday you might have been in your pajamas and you may be in your pajamas right now. Okay, I get it. Uh, but I also want to encourage you if this thing continues to go, let's start treating this like Sunday. Let's get up uh, and get dressed and it helps us to be engaged more. Uh, as we pray, Pastor Steve and Lindsay, we prepare for these worship moments. And I know it's different. And it's hard to be engaged through the screen. We watch so many things through the television. We're entertained and, and you know, you're not really connected. Well, we're hoping and been praying that we're, this is different when it's church time, that your, your spirits are open to receive from God's word. So Joshua 3 is where I want you to go today. Speaking of different times, uh, this is exactly what we're going to talk about right now. I got an email from our... Uh, general superintendent and he's given out these different resources to churches on how to pastor and do ministry through the COVID-19 and he used a little statement of Joshua 3 there and I read it and I said oh that's kind of good and I went right on but in my prayer time this past week I had several different things I wanted to bring to you today and I was like what am I going to say I, I went back to this and begin to study it and read it and God began to speak to me uh, and I, I believe I got a word for you today how wh- wherever you are um, in your faith. I know many are, are tuning in and watching that really aren't church goers, and I, I have that in mind, and I say welcome. Thank you for stopping and taking your time to watch us, and hopefully you start to be engaged, and uh, I don't think it's by accident that you come across us, whether a friend told you about it or however you found us, uh, but I, I think it's uh, on purpose that God wants you to hear uh, these messages and hear what God is doing. And also I want to encourage Christians, followers of Christ, who's believe in God and following God. I want to encourage you today. And it's good, I know, for you to see probably a familiar face. Uh, I miss that. And, you know, one church in, in Italy got creative and they asked all their church members to send in a photograph of their families and they taped them on all the chairs and it helped the pastor. I may ask for that because it's different looking at empty chairs. We do have some here. Our family basically is all here. Uh, be, you know, with the government, uh, with the mandates, we're trying to follow them the best we can. And as Melinda was saying, we want to get through them. And churches are, are looking at, you know, we, we are essential being in broadcasting and things like that. I know the gospel is essential. And so, but we're not able to congregate. I know it's different, but uh, 
This too shall pass in Jesus' name. Amen. So get over to Joshua 3 with me, and I want to encourage you to take some notes, get some pad of paper out, and write some of these things down. Get engaged as much as you can. Share these with your kids and devotion time throughout the week um, on what we discuss here today, and let God give you more, even more insight. But um, the children of Israel are getting ready to cross into the promised land, and it's a new season for them, and it's totally different, and God was trying to prepare them, and so we pick up in Joshua 3, verse 3 and 4, Joshua and the leaders uh, go through the camp, and this is what they say, and they commanded the people, saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. I love that. Go after it. You should say that in your home with me. Come on, I know I can't hear you, but say, go after it. Tell the person next to you, go after it. Tell the kids, say, you got to go after it. I underline that in my Bible. We'll, go, we'll come back to that. It's very important. He said, go after it. Then he continues and he says, yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Uh, do not come. It's about a half a mile. He says, do not come so near that you may not know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And I just want to talk to you today about never been this way before. Father, I thank you for your word today. I pray, God, that you would just continue to speak to our hearts. God, speak to our spirits, Lord, right now in this unsettled time. You never change. Even though we are living in um, very unstable and uncertainty times, times of uncertainty, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are stable. Your word never changes. And I thank you, Lord, for that, that we can rest in that and rest in you. I pray, God, if anyone is listening, Lord, that you would open their hearts to what you would have to say to them. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Never been this way before. That's kind of an understatement. I know for all of us, we've never been in this season before. I know I haven't. Um, I know we've had other previous things throughout history happen to our country but it's new to me, and I know it's new to you. We've never been here before. Uh, so many changes are happening. Uh, we've had to learn to eat differently. Um, some of you have learned to put a lock on the pantry. That's a new thing. You've never had to learn to do that before, uh, but it's just different. Um, you're learning to exercise differently. The gyms are closed. Uh, I know the weather is breaking, so it's nice to get out and be able to run. And even those of you that don't run, I, you know, you're finding yourself going crazy in the house. You need to get out of the house. You're starting to exercise. I, I come across this in Italy. There was a 32-year-old man that ran a 26-mile marathon on his 23-foot balcony. 23-foot balcony. He ran 26 miles. Uh, so, yeah, try that and, uh, on your patio. Whatever. But it's, it's different. He's still, we're, we're still doing life. But it's just been, it's been different. We're interacting, of course, differently. This is different for everyone. Our church, beautiful building that God has given us. Thank God we finished a renovation just in time. But now we've changed our church into a studio. Uh, it's just different. So we've had to learn to do a lot of things uh, differently. But I've also learned to pray differently. Hopefully you're learning to pray differently. Learning to listen to God differently. Learning to look at different scriptures Learning to get a rhythm into your life that you didn't have before. And I do know there's a lot of great things that's going to come out of this. A lot of bad things, absolutely, uh, but a lot of good things. 
the good comes with the bad and the bad comes with the good in this world. That's exactly what we're looking here in Joshua 3. God is bringing God's people into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land of blessings. But he also told them this is a land of battles. There's going to be battles with the blessing. There's always battles with the blessing. They had giants that they had to fight against. They had Their diet was also changing. The way that they was going to get food was going to change. The way they were going to work uh, instead of the desert, they're now in a land. Everything was, was different for them. And the Ark of the Covenant here, he gave specific instructions. I want you to see the context of it. it even the, the way that they worshipped and the way they followed God was different. Uh, for 40 years, they had a pillar of, of fire by night and a cloud by day that they followed. That's the way they did church. They was used to doing church this way. Now God says, I'm not going to do the pillar of fire no more or the cloud by day. It, you know, I want you to follow the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the presence of God. And I want you to, to follow him. So their worship was different. And he, he then began to tell them that. But here's the point. Just as God guided them through that season of uncertainty, he's going to guide us through. I mean, let me reassure you of that. He is going to guide us through. We're going to be able to talk about this in hopefully weeks rather than months to come of how we went through this season. And he, I want you to know that God's going to get us through it. Just like he got the children of Israel through it, he's going to get you through it. He's going to get you through it. I want to speak to our healthcare workers. We've got several in our church and, that are talking to them regularly and they're telling these stories of them working on the floor of covid floors of which are now growing in every hospital of trying to get control on this virus and trying to to calm it down so hospitals ain't overwhelmed i want you to know to our healthcare workers that god's going to get you through it he's going to get you through it he's going to get you through it in jesus name i know it's tough and i'm hearing the stories and i'm sure you are as well he's going to get us all through it but there's a couple of things here that uh stood out to me that i want you to write down and as we go through it, but the very first thing, if, if you've seen in that scripture uh, that he said, was he was instructing them to get into the right position uh, behind the ark. So I want you to, to remember that. He, it's about being in position. And right now, God is, I believe, positioning many of us uh, in the right place. We, needed, we were out of position. We, he's saying, this is a new season. It's uncertain. So I want you, the first thing you need to do, I want you to get into the right position. And I want you to position yourselves correctly. Uh, we're going many different ways. But God said, now I want you to do things a little bit different. And, and the first thing he said is he said, I want you to go after it. That's a word for some of you right now. You haven't been going after God. You haven't really, really went after God with all of your heart. Like the Bible tells us to. It tells us to go after God. Jeremiah 29, 11 said he's got a plan for your life. He still does. But the next verse says, you will discover that plan what, when? When you seek me with all of your heart. We, we got to go after it. We're told in James, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Who makes the first move? We do. Draw near to God. God is petitioning us and inviting us in the Bible from cover to cover to come after him, to go after him. Here it's no different. It's a new season, but he's saying, hey, things are different, but guess what? I still want you to go after me. I, I still want you to go after it. You got to go after God. And this is so important. But then he, begins, then he begins to set some rules down that is different. And the first thing he says is he says, I, I don't want you to get ahead of me. I don't want you to get so close or get ahead of me so you don't know uh, where, I'm, where I'm going. 
Uh, you need to keep your distance so you can follow me. God is wanting us to follow him. I, I was reminded of this when uh, my kids were younger. We would go for bike rides, and maybe many of you are doing that now that are out. Now that the weather's breaking, let me encourage you. Get out there and go for bike rides, right? And um, so we would go for these rides, and we'd go, we live by a school in, in Taylor. There's a little elementary school by our house, and so we go to the park and ride around or play ball or whatever. But we got to get through the subdivision. And, and uh, I had one of my daughters would always like to get right in the front. And uh, maybe you have someone in your family that likes to always be in the front. And, and ironically enough, that's what I did when I was a kid. And that's, that's cool. That's a natural born leader, right, that wants to get in the front. And um, so she would get into the front. And, and there's no problem when we're at the park. Go at it. Run your, you know, get all the energy out of your system. Run, run. But when you're going through the neighborhood, I would always have to say, Miranda, get back here a little bit. Why? I wasn't being mean. I was simply telling. She didn't know exactly which way I was going to go. It could be earlier that day I was going to the park and I noticed the street was closed up ahead. And so I wanted to take them a different way this time. Well, she didn't know that. She's thinking it's going to be the same old way. Uh, and so I'd have to get her back. And, and let me tell you something. God is doing a lot of things right now. And maybe we didn't plan uh, for him to do this. But you've got to rely and trust God that he's got a reason for all of this. And so he, he says, I don't want you to get ahead of me. I don't, I don't want you to get too far ahead, but you don't see where I'm going. I need to lead you. And you know what? There's something, about, there's something uh, humbling about being a follower, right? There's something uh, uh, about surrender. You've got to surrender to be a follower. And we don't like to follow nobody, do we? we? We like to lead. We like to set the pace. We like to be in front. We like to let people follow us. And, and we don't like to do anything that is... Um, you know, that is humbling. Even Jesus said, when you walk into a room, what did he say? He said, don't take the best seat up in the front. Let someone more honorable than you come and you're asked to leave and you're embarrassed. But rather, when you walk into a room, find a, a humble place to sit. You don't have to always sit in the best. So when you, you know, it's not always about you. That's what Jesus is teaching. And so let someone else, when you sit down, come up to you and invite you to sit up front. These are little lessons about humility that, that we miss. And God is telling the people of God, listen, I want you to come after me. I want you to follow me, but follow me. Because you don't know where you're going. You've never been this way before. And it's okay to say, you know what, I've never done this before. I've never led devotions in my house before. It's always been, let me speak to our men for a minute. Maybe that's always been something our wives did or something that we let River Kids directors do or our youth pastors do or, or Pastor Eddie to do. Well, I'll get to that in just a minute, but this also is, is changing. So we can't get ahead of God. He's telling us to, to follow him. But then he also said, don't get too far away. Don't be too close where you can't follow where I'm going. Don't get ahead of me. But he certainly said, don't fall away, neither. Don't, don't be too far. I know we're doing social distancing right now. And uh, that's perfectly cool. I get it. We need to social distance, not pass this virus. We're trying to get control of it. But let me tell you, we don't need to practice social distancing with God. In fact, practice social distancing with one another, but practice spiritual intimacy with God. Remember that, social distancing with one another, but spiritual intimacy with God. This is the time to go after God. I know many didn't have time, now you got time. And for whatever reason, maybe many of you are like that out there, you, you're kind of distant from the things of God. As I'm already looking ahead for Easter and for Good Friday, come across the story of Peter of when he was um, in a 
backslidden state or when he denied Christ. The Bible says this about him. It says that Peter, when they came and led Christ away to, be, to stand in front of the high priest, it says, but Peter followed him at a distance. And many, maybe many of you that are watching right now, you've been following God, but you've been following him at a distance. You've been really not engaged and really not following God. You know about God and you kind of watch a little bit of this. Maybe Stephen Furtick, someone shares it with you on Twitter or you'll catch a little inspirational 30-second uh, something here and there and, and you've kind of like, you know, just been content with that. Let me tell you, those are great, but those are like vitamins. Those are supplements. Those are meant to just kind of encourage you for the day. They are never meant to replace the word of God and you getting closer to him. And Peter was actually, if I can go a little deeper with this, Peter was actually following Christ from a distance because he got offended at Christ. Because he, he, he didn't expect Jesus to just uh, hand himself over to the Romans. He thought Jesus... When they come to the garden, he thought Jesus was going to say, watch this, boys, and call 12 legions of angels down and just, just clean, clear out that garden scene. In fact, Jesus said he could have done that. But he willingly went to the cross because he had a bigger plan. Peter didn't know that at now, and he got offended. And maybe you're in a situation where something happened and you didn't expect it to happen and you find yourself kind of distant. Let me tell you, God, is, his word to you right now during this season is to go after it is to get back in the game. Come on, get back in. Begin to follow God. Again, get in the right position. You need to get in the right position during this quarantine, during this virus. We don't know how long it's gonna last. You need to get in the right position. That's what he began to say. And then he moves on in chapter three and verse 17. He begins to say, then the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and I love this, and all of Israel crossed over on dry ground until all, oh, there's that word all again, all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. This, this is, a, is a word, there's two things there, but the first one, I don't have it highlighted because I didn't plan on saying it until like this morning, but I love that part about the priests where he said the priests got to stand firm while everyone else is, is crossing over it. You need to stand firm. I'm reminded of when a plague come upon the people and many were dying. God said, I want Moses and Aaron to take a censer and stand between the living and the dead. There's got to be some of us that are called to stand in the middle of this crisis with God's anointing and with God's uh, uh, presence on our life and to intercede for this nation and intercede for our health care workers and intercede for God's will to be done here on earth. You know who that is? It's many of you that are sitting at home right now. The Bible says that our, our fathers, our men, uh, our priests, and if you're a single mom maybe or you're, you, you're, you're the only one that's representing Christ in your family, you are the one that God is expecting to stand firm in the middle of this. Again, as I mentioned earlier, you need to lead uh, with having devotions in your family, Dad. Let me just speak to our men for a minute. I know you don't have to be a preacher. As I said Wednesday night, I anoint and I ordain all of you that are Christ followers to be ministers of the gospel. Share what God has got on your mind on Facebook, on social media. There is so much gospel going out on the airways right now on social media. I love it. You know, share it. But you, this is an opportunity for you to, take, to sit down with your family. And it don't have to be three hours long. And you don't have to do it like I do it. Or like, 
anyone else does it. You could take these notes right here and say, hey, what do you think about this when Pastor Eddie was talking about uh, positioning yourself? What do you think that means to you? I mean, these are just ways that you can stand there and help the family cross over. But really, this point is about protection. That's what God is promising. Is he saying, hey, I'm going to protect you. What did he say? Until all of the people crossed over. He said, I'm going to give you protection. As the, and just like he protected the children of Israel when they first came out of Egypt and he divided the waters. Here he's doing it again in the River Jordan. And he divided those waters as they crossed over. That's protection. Let me tell you something. He's going to protect us. He held back the waters. He's going to hold back this virus, I pray, for you and for me. But you got to get in position. You got to get in position. And uh, I saw this on, I'm sure you, you saw it too on the news. They're starting to talk a, a little bit about those that have been healed and, and from this virus over in Italy. And it's like, it was hundreds of people. And, and that, that's, a, I think we need to share more of that, that people that were uh, in a desperate state made a rebound. I believe that's God. Thank you, God. Because there, there are people praying. Uh, many churches are praying every day at 714 because second chronicles 714 there there are churches all over the planet that are fasting and praying a lot of prayer is going up and so I, that's how i believe we're going to turn the tide on this is through prayer but god is saying hey i want you to get in a position when you're in position i want to protect you that was another reason why i would have my daughter back as we went through the subdivision because I, I can't protect her when she's running around out there i can't protect and god is saying the same thing get in position I want to protect you until everyone was crossed over. And let me just tell you for the believer, there's freedom in that. There's freedom in that. There's freedom in, in resting that God has this. I don't know how people are making it without their faith. He'd be going crazy. As I shared with you Wednesday, there's a rise. Uh, the Wall Street Journal wrote about all of these uh, substances, opioid abuse, unfortunately, and and alcohol abuse, and, and they're all on a rise. Domestic violence are, is, is on a rise right now. Uh, people are just, they don't know how to cope with this. They don't, know, they don't know how to get through this. I'm telling you how to get through this. Position yourself behind the presence of God. Begin to get into your word. Begin to trust in God. You got to go to that next level in our faith, people. And this is how you do it. And there's protection that comes. And you can rest in that. And when you're resting in that, let me tell you something. He turns your fear into faith. He'll turn your worry into worship. He'll turn your battles into blessing. He'll turn this all the way around. You just begin to worship God. You begin to get his presence into your house. And wherever you are, if you're a healthcare worker, let me tell you something. You need to take a break. Go to, a go to any room you can in the hospital. Get away from everything right now. And just begin to call on God and watch his presence come right there to where you are and let lift that burden of worry and fear and let his peace just flood your heart a peace that surpasses all understanding will what guard your mind and guard your heart during this season that's protection that's protection that no substance can give you it's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding what does that mean that means you can't even describe it you just got it you just got it you just, you just don't know how to, you know, I, I'm not worried. I'm really not. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned about our economy, just like you are, our businesses, um, a lot of things. We just got this big, beautiful building. There's, there's a lot of things that if I allow it will keep me up. If I feed my fear, it will, it will keep me up at night. 
but I choose not. What does the scripture says? It says, dwell upon these things. In other words, you got a choice in what you feed. You got a choice in what you dwell upon. You got a choice on what you're going, what thoughts you're going to entertain. And the scripture says, think about this things that are noble and righteous and pure and of good report. Think about these things. Think about God's promises that'll never leave you nor forsake you. Think about those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of this person, He is my refuge and He is my strength. You choose upon that. Choose on that. Pray with your kids. Kids are very anxious right now. As I said, the first week might have been cool. But now it's like, hey, we're bouncing off the walls. And now they're maybe seeing mom and dad panic. They may be seeing what's going on in the news. And let me tell you something. If the news is just overwhelming you, don't let the kids watch it. You need to stay informed. But, you know, you need to, to pay attention to your kids, man, how they're responding to this. We got a resource out with our river kids and there with orange curriculum. There's all kinds of stuff on there where it talks, it teaches parents how to talk to your kids about anxiety and things like this. But this may be something that you need to do, but you need to pray with them maybe at night and, and demonstrate to them how it is to, to experience the protection of God. Amen. Are you still with me? Then he begins to move on and and over in chapter 5. So this is over a couple of chapters. This story is taking place as they're going into this new season. And And then this is another change. Here's another change. It says, Then the manna ceased on the day that they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel, that's the people of God, no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. So even, even their food was different. This speaks of provision. This is, this is another change that God was bringing. He told him to get in the right position. He said, I'm going to protect you. But now this is speaking of his provision. Now let me just tell you something. That God, he's got a way that he's going to provide for us. Just the same way that he provided for the people of God. It was different, but he still was going to provide. Up until this point, God would feed them with fresh manna from heaven. It would be like DoorDash coming to their house. Just fresh, just what the doctor ordered. And, you know, they're encouraging us that are able to, you know, support the uh, food industry by having deliveries. And I'm all for that. Uh, You know, we we started to, we finally been to Chick-fil-A for the, I think, only a few times since they've been here. And now they've temporarily closed on the hill. Hopefully they open up. But whatever restaurant, you know, they all are doing carryouts now. And if you can, do it uh, once a week or twice a week even. They've got some great deals out there. I'll be a little commercial right now. They do. they got all kinds of deals, and it helps preserve your little pantry that you have at the house as well and helps the economy. So anyway, uh, but God would, would, would um, give food to the children of Israel every day. They'd wake up. And here's a little thing about that. God said, don't take too much. Don't hoard it all up. Because if you did, he said, worms then would be on the manna. That's a word for somebody today that's got 50 gallons of mayonnaise in your pantry. Come on. Amen. Anyway, so, uh, but he said, uh, he provided for them, but he provided for them differently. And that's what I want to reassure you today during this new season. Listen, rest in that. God is going to provide. He provided for the prophet through the ravens. Birds would bring food to them. Uh, we've got, you know, this food outreach Tuesday that people are going to drive up, stay in your car. We're going to actually put food in your trunk. I mean, you know, that's, that's going to be awesome one way or another, whether it come through the government. You know, these are great. Let me just say this. These are great things to be hopeful about, but I'm not dependent upon that. 
I'm dependent upon God. And that's what God is teaching the children of Israel. He said, for 40 years, you've depended on me. But now I want you to depend on me in a different way. And what was that different way? Now you've got to go out and you've got to plant your own gardens. You've got to now go after it. You've got to now do little things. And I'm going to bless the work of your hands. But now you've got to do it just a little bit differently. I'm not going to just drop food out of heaven no more. And this is something that we've got to do. And let me tell you, there is a spiritual application to this as well. As I was mentioning earlier, this is what I'm talking about. You know, you're still getting the word right now, uh, manna from your churches, and your kids are getting it from, you know, our youth ministries, all these different ways. Manna's going out. Where all you got to do is sit there and open your heart. That's manna. That's revelation coming to you. But let me encourage you that it's not going to be good enough to get you through. I mean, later on today and by the time of tonight, you're probably going to feel the anxiety start to come. You're going to feel the fear start to come. You're going to get the new stats of how many coronaviruses are here in Belleville next week or tomorrow. And it's going to double. And all of a sudden, everything I said today can be simply lost. You're going to need to learn to what? To get back in and get you some fresh manna. Let me show you a scripture. The scripture says in Revelation, Jesus says to a church, he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit says. And to him who overcomes, I will give him what? Hidden manna. See, there's that manna again. So the manna didn't totally stop, stop, it just got hidden. He still has manna, but you got to dig it out. You got to get into your word and you got to say, God, speak to me. Give me something for my kids today. Give me, give me something for my family today. Give something for me today. I need some of this manna to get me through. So you got to learn to dig it out. Now, as I said, we got time to do it. Now you got time to get into the Word. Pick up those devotions again. Maybe you got one for January. Start it off this year. How about, how about, how is this year going? Isn't this been an amazing year? It's been, but you know what? We're still called to arise and shine. We are still caused to arise and shine. Well, Pastor Eddie, I thought when, when God gave me that word that it was going to mean, no, no, it meant darkness is going to cover the land. Did you hear that? He said darkness. In fact, he repeated it and said, oh, yes, people will sit in deep darkness. But my glory, come on, somebody, my glory shall rise upon you. So he's called us to arise and shine. And this is how you do it. You by walking in the position behind the ark and let your light shine before others when they see you. And say, hey man, how come you're not, you know, losing your mind? Or how come you're not turning to this thing? How come you're not doing this? And you're not going to these, these COVID parties that are out there or whatever. You speak to the young people for a minute. There's people that are saying the young people are immune. Let me tell you something. Don't fall for that. That, that don't mean, even though there are people that are being healed and coming out of this, and, and I know uh, only 20% are, are being affected in a negative way by this virus, that's still a lot of people. And I don't want to be in that 20%. But here's the thing, that don't mean if, if you're young and healthy that we should just not pay attention to this and, and just you know, continue to do what we're going to do until this thing passes. No, 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 I'm telling you something. You need to look at this as an opportunity for you to get into your word and for you to go after God, even like yeah, that, that you need him the way that you do. Amen? And then he continues in chapter, in chapter 5, and this is where uh, the last thing I want to say to you, probably the most important when I was praying and asking God about this virus, about this plague coming upon the land, is this something, I know you've asked this, many have asked me, other pastors are talking about it, is this the judgment of God? 
is this, or is this just the end times? Well, let me just show you what happens in this story. Joshua in chapter 5, verse 13, it says this, and, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and he looked and behold a man, capital M, this is what we believe the angel of the Lord, well, it says so, and the man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or against us? Are you for us or for our adversaries? So the man of God, the angel of the Lord said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And what did Joshua do? Joshua fell upon his face and he worshiped. This is what's going on. He is getting ready to come in, and he's getting ready. He's, he's in a battle. And as I said, there were giants in the land. They had battles. They never fought battles in the, in the wilderness. But now that they're into the promised land, they had to fight battles. I would go a little deeper with this and teach on different things of soul ties and things like that because that's what the wilderness represented. That's the only thing that they fought in the wilderness was their flesh. Uh, but now here in the promised land, they're fighting giants. Those are spirits. Those are demonic attacks. But I want you to see this. He had a good, Joshua asked a very good question, the same question I asked in prayer the other day, the same thing you asked. He said, God, is this judgment? Are you coming to judge me? Is this the judgment that's coming upon the land? Or are you uh, advancing? Are you on our side? Are you going to advance us into the promised land? Is this, is this the judgment of God or is this just the sign of the times? Is this just the end times, the beginning of birth pains? Is this just a wake-up call? How about this? Is just this a test? Um, toward the end times. And I love what the angel said. The angel said in my prayer time, he said, the same thing I said to Joshua, I will say to you, neither. I have my own agenda. I have my own reason for why this is coming upon the land. And I can do more than just one thing for one person. He, it, it did bring judgment to the Canaanites through Joshua. The Canaanites were godless people. They would not worship God during the 40 years and during the 300 years of oppression in Egypt. That, that was time for the Canaanites to repent, but they never repented. They would even sacrifice their own children to their gods. They were very wicked people. And so God was bringing judgment in the form of Joshua. But he was also uh, advancing the people of God into the promised land. So God can do more than one thing through this thing. I don't need to be, it's not judgment on me. But it is advancing the kingdom of God through this virus. You know how much gospel is going out on Facebook and on social media right now? Let me tell you something. God is doing different things. For some, it may be judgment. For some, it is a wake-up call. Hear me. For some, it is a wake-up call. You look at stories in the Bible, and some of you might have done that, and kind of laughed at the idea that, that a virus or a plague could come upon the land and stop everything. And, and you read these stories in Revelation of what's going to happen, and Jesus is teaching on the end times. And we kind of scoff at it, as Peter said in the last days. People would scoff and say, this thing's not going to happen. They've been saying that for years. We're going to continue to be the way we're going to be. We're America. We are strong. Our economy is strong. You know, we, we have our little religion, we have our little beliefs and our little pet sins and our, our little things over here and there. And look what happened. And within 24 hours, this nation has come to our knees. Listen to what's going on by a little virus. It could be a wake-up call for some. For others, it is the gospel that is being advanced into the kingdom of God. For some, you know, we continue to do the things in this country and the things in this planet that is godless and drifting away from God. 
You know, it could be a way of God saying, hey, this is how I value the children. The children aren't valued much in our sight with abortion and all these things that are going on. But isn't it ironic that the kids are not affected by this? This is just a thought that I had in my mind. This could be a way that God is saying, I value the children. I'm going to protect the children. I mean, there's all, people are asking all kinds of questions. And I don't have all the answers for you. I'm just simply saying this. God can do many different things in a crisis like this. So it ends with that last statement that Joshua said. This is what I want to challenge you to ask. And the Bible says that Joshua said, okay, God, what does my Lord say to his servant? This is what you need to ask. Okay, God, what does, what does this virus, what do you want to speak to me out of this storm? What, what do you want to say to me? You know, the Bible says that Job, when he was in his storm, that God spoke to Job, listen, out of the storm. God speaks out of storms. And Joshua said, okay, God, if you're not on my side or you're not against me, I don't even know what that means. He fell down on his knees and says, what do you want to say to me? You need to get along with God, mom and dad, young person, old person. I don't care if you're an atheist, an agnostic, or uh, wherever you are. Listen, this is affecting all of us. In all of us. And this is, this is why I said this is personal. You get in the right position. God has protection. He's going to give us provision. But this last part is, is about being personal. About you asking God. What is he speaking to you? Maybe some of you were too busy running around. You had your faith. Maybe you're Christian and you love God. But you never really slowed down. And never, you know, one guy I heard on the news was saying, I haven't ate dinner with my family like this in years. That's what he said. He said, now it's forced me to sit down. And he says, this has been one of the best things that's ever happened to my family. You see all the different things God can do in a crisis? I'm saying, we need to be like Joshua. Take, and the angel said, take off your sandals, you're on holy ground. He got down before God and he said, what are you speaking to me? This is what I prayed the other day. Okay, God, what do you speak to me? What do you want to say to me during this crisis? And for some of you, he's saying, the very first thing, first thing, and only, only thing for you is to go after me. Get in the right position. You've allowed circumstances, you've allowed whatever to push you away from me. Now I need you to get in the right position. Others of you, it's, it's learning to trust. It's a te- it is a test for you because you've always believed God's Jehovah Jireh and he'll provide give a little bit in the offering here and there. We listen to those reports. We read those scriptures about, you know, putting God first in our finances. He will rebuke the devourer. We've heard those stories where we've never really had to live them. And now this is a test in that area. A test for what? For you to trust God that he'll make a way. You see all these different things? And that's what I believe God is doing for the people of God. This is a test. And I'm being so encouraged by all the videos, I'm sure you are too, of people worshiping God in parking lots um, with their cars and their music and they're just worshiping God. That is, we're a shining. That's how the church shines in darkness. Amen? So I just want to pray a blessing on you before we go and we leave and you go on with your day. It's supposed to be pretty nice out today here in Michigan and in our Southeast Michigan area. I pray you get out, keep your kids together till you get to the park. But where are you in this thing, in this new season? Never been here before. Me neither. I've never done this before. 
want you to pray this prayer with me. You need God to come into your life. You need to ask him to forgive you of your sins, to wash you clean, to come into your heart. If you're backsliders, I I really feel that this season is gonna bring a lot of backsliders back home. I've gotten several emails and inboxes from some of my old friends that are watching. Hopefully you're still watching in other states. God's speaking to you and other people that are, haven't been in church, you're starting to come back into church. Come on, rededicate your life, recommit your life to him right now. Ask him to come into your heart. Say, Father God, come on, say it with me. Say, Father God, thank you for your word. I want to get in the right position. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse my heart. Set me free. Let me come into my life. And from this day forward, help me to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now listen, make some changes. Part of getting in position is get rid of some of that old stuff. Maybe you picked up some bad things in this quarantine season. Maybe you're one of those statistics that the Wall Street Journal wrote about. You're you're picking up some bad habits. Listen, throw them away. Flush them down a toilet. Get rid of them. You don't need them. Learn to depend upon God. Learn to trust in God in this season. One last thing I want to do, I want to pray over my, our, our, our people, the followers of Christ. For River of Life, I miss every One of the highlights of my Saturday is to put my finishing touches on my message. But then I start picturing all of you that I'm going to see on Sunday. And just hug on you, shake your hand. This, this is tough on all of us. I miss all of you. I know you all miss us and each other. So I can't hug you, so I want you to hug the person next to you on the couch. If you're by yourself, give a self-hug. I don't care. There's all kinds of goofy things we're doing today. But I want to pray a blessing in your home right now. I got the, the membership list out the other day, and I prayed for all of you. And those of you that aren't members that are still coming, I prayed for you as well. But pray right now. Father, I pray right now for the body of Christ for river of life, the flock that you've given us. I pray for them. I pray for the faces right now. I I see all of you. Province, Crystal, I just had you on my mind all day today. I don't want to start naming names. I can't name all of you, but I pray for you. Bless them. Pray a blessing upon them in their marriages, in their relationships, in their homes, in their finances. Pray over their children. Help them through this season, God. I miss them. Let them feel your presence, Lord, right now. Let them feel a part of you, oh God. Judy and Ozzy, pray over them, God. I pray over all of our people, God, at River of Life. Pray your blessing upon them, oh God. And we're going to get through this. We're going to come out stronger than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, that's it. God bless you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully it's been a blessing to you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. River of Life Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people.